Welcome to the Ask Law Asylum podcast. Uh, you're here with your host, Mod Russell, aka Kick Up the Ass. I'm here with uh, my fellow gooners and brothers in arms, um, Merv Swerve. What's going and, on? Uh, man like Naughty Nige. Oi, 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 oi. Come on, we can we can be a bit chipper, guys. We can be a bit more chipper than this. Come on, you know, we've just... Yeah, it could be worse. It could be worse. Yeah, it could man. be worse. We've only lost 3-0. I mean, come on, silver linings. Sorry, sorry, too soon, oh, too soon. Oh, mate. <laughs> really, really struggling, man. <laughs> so, as you might have guessed, we've just uh, witnessed a bloodbath, <laughs> um, a beating <laughs> at the hands of uh, the uh, Scousers. 3-0 um, at the Emirates. Uh, it was a very humbling defeat. Um, probably one of the poorest performances that I've witnessed in a while, and certainly under Arteta. Um we didn't really have a sniff. We were never really in the game. Just wanted to get your guys' thoughts on it, really. We'll start with you, Nigel. What was your thoughts? Wow. Where do I begin? Um, I think from the moment the whistle blew, we just never seemed at the races. Um, and I mean that from a desire and intensity and attitude. Um you know, forget about, you know, playing football and, and, and creating chances. Um, yeah, we just didn't want it enough. I, I, I kind of, I, I hate that phrase because I, I generally do think footballers do want it. Um, most 90 minutes they play, but the execution and the way we implemented that one, it just wasn't good enough today. Um, from from most of that, that, that 11 that, 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 that played, um, I don't think there was anyone that I could hand on heart say played played well um there are a few okay performances um but there were a lot of poor performances um i think you know as as i'm sure the listeners know we have a the arsenal asylum also has a whatsapp group and there's been a not to name names but there's been a a a, a, a narrative um, <laughs> perpetuated that that danny um and party was the the the, the savior to our, our our midfield it was the combination that would block all the defenses it was the perfectly poised balance of danny's guile and party's athleticism all working in perfect unison and splendor and um nigel yeah nigel don't yeah. do it to him man don't do it to him yeah. you know they're listening yeah yeah, and no, look, I, I'm. I, I, this isn't me taking glory. I, I wanted to win, and I wanted to be pro- proven wrong. But the fact of the matter is, and this isn't going to turn into a, a piss on Danny parade. But uh, listeners have heard my views on 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 Danny for 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 a li- little while now, and I think today just kind of encapsulated why I feel how I do about Danny. But even Danny aside, um, we've got to ask questions about these front three. Uh, um, yeah, um, I think gone are the days when Ober and Laka should ever be playing together. Um, yes, it worked in the beginning to a degree, 
but I think it's now a choice. It, it, it's blatantly a choice between one or the other. Did and even in saying out? that, I, I don't think either either or covered themselves in 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 any particular glory today to warrant mm. that that starting centre centre forward position. Um, I don't think Pepe had the greatest of games. I don't think he had much much to work off. Oh, he was uh, playing. Part... Don't lie, he was playing. <laughs> oh, he, was, he was. Okay. He was. He um, was. No, fair enough. Yeah, uh, I, yeah bl- all right. Bl- Blinking, you might have missed him, but yeah. No, no, was, fair um, enough. I'll, I'll take your word there. for it. I'll take your word for it. No way. He was there. He was there. Ominous, as, as, as I think the word is. Um, swerve. So yeah, look, lots of digest, lots of negative performances. Um, not too many pluses. I don't really have any takeaways from that game, to be honest, because. I think it's very different when the players go out and execute what some form of what Arteta wants and then it doesn't work or where we fall short because of a, you know, a defensive error or we bring it on ourselves. Um, we just weren't at the races to, to today and, and we were severely punished by by ex Premier League champions, so mm. yeah, it's hard to really take too much away from today. Um, other than look, we 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 know which players, or I certainly do, um, know which players we need to move on this summer and continue that rebuild rebuilding process. What I do think yeah. is very clear is there are certain players that we cannot um play without, um, which I think we can touch on on, on later. What, what about you, Mod? Yeah, what no, were your uh, thoughts? Yeah, I, I just wanted to kind of get Merv's take on this as well before I, I don't, you know, sort of uh, dive in and dissect, you know, the game and stuff from, yes. from my standpoint. But certainly, like from from the defense to the midfield to the attack, where what what what, what did you see and where did you see the deficiencies, Merv? Um, well, they were all over the place, really. The deficiencies. Um, we could we could talk about um, Leno's uh, numerous brain farts during the game and his his lack of positioning. We could talk about Gabby totally mistiming the challenge and just literally acting as a um, a glorified doormat for um, Salah to, to go in and score. We can talk about Danny as well because the myriad problems he caused us as a team he was playing for so uh, again I'm, I'm pretty much like Nige I've got no takeaways from this game I didn't learn anything new about Arsenal that I didn't know before I think um, and it's been said so many times especially in our WhatsApp group we often play two teams per game uh, we play the opposition and we play ourselves and no more was that evident than tonight we were lucky to going at half time, nil nil. Um, but you could see that the trend was towards the Liverpool victory. And when the goal came, it was like, okay, well, that was on the cards. Um, so I'm I'm kind of hesitant to to pick out particular names because, uh, as Nige said, nobody really covered themselves in glory. Uh, I'm also reticent to say, oh well, Arteta isn't the man for the job because, you know, nobody can look at this team and tell me that. Arteta sends them out to perform like that. I'm sorry. I mean, Arteta's pride alone would say, look, at least go out to to keep your shape and to maintain and be competitive. And it almost seems like the team and the players rendered that entire team talk, that pre-match team talk, 
they render it completely useless by by half time or the first five minutes or the first five seconds. We've seen it happen time and time again with this team. So uh, I'm not going to hold him responsible for telling grown men how to play football. I'm sorry. I'm not about to do that. I know it's a popular thing right now, especially after a defeat, but I'm not, I'm not going to do that because they should know. And, mm. you know, looking, looking at some players, yes, you know, they, they could do with a bit of encouragement or maybe they just need to be put in a different position. But I don't think that has more or less been the problem tonight. I think we've played the champions, they've turned up and we just haven't. And it's really, it's no more complex than that from my point of view. I don't think there would have been any, there would have been any changes that we could have made that would have made us better than Liverpool tonight because well, we just didn't look at it. We really didn't. What did you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I suppose in the, in, in, in the sense of, of, of the players that we had available, when you looked on the bench, I didn't really see many options there that were going to really change the game. Um, Martinelli maybe, but, you know, he hasn't really kicked the ball uh, even in anger um, of late. So who knows what levels he's at. Um, but, you know, the problem was we didn't have Saka and we didn't have Emil Smith-Rowe available. And what we kind of saw at the early part mm. of the season when they weren't um, featuring as much and when uh, Smith-Rowe came into the side and, uh, you know, partnered up with Saka, the two of them were so effective and were really um, the ones that set the pace offensively for, for us. And it just was so telling that basically the two young gunners, the two kids, as soon as they weren't inside, we just reformed back to time. Yeah, yeah, um, 100%. You know, and another big loss, I know, you know, I'm always talking about him, but Xhaka for me, um, <laughs> just, just while, I'm, while I know, you know, Merv doesn't like this guy, <laughs> but... You know, the fact of the matter is he does a job for us and allows, you know, a certain amount of balance uh, in our midfield. Um, and, you know, without him in the side, um, it, it was just, it was just woeful, man. The midfield was just non-existent. You know, you take Danny off, who was having a poor game um, and just is no way near, you know, the long-term or... Uh, partner for party or short term or near term or any term or the next minute <laughs> <laughs> or the next <laughs> second <laughs> and, and, and then you got to put Bushman Mo on you know it's like what are we going to get from him like now you know creativity wise nothing nothing oh, but so, although let me know. sorry let me jump in real quick on that point mm. um yeah I think the the choices are are poor and um as you as you guys know beforehand i was i was of the thinking that well arteta should at least try the danny and Partey pivot um so when i saw they were starting i was like all right fine i mean somewhere in the grapevine he's, he's managed to listen to our, our wishes looking at that tonight if that is basically how it's going to be then just throw it all away i don't want it it doesn't work danny he was just too much of an issue uh, and he didn't support party in any way or didn't compliment party in any way. Now, obviously, we were talking about Xhaka and party and 
if Shaka were there, maybe it would have been a bit more of a consistent performance. Yeah, I can I can give in to that notion. Um, but on the flip side of it, Xhaka is just so unpredictable, uh, especially if you're talking about a massive game. We just don't know which one we're going to get. We don't know if we're going to get the Xhaka that's going to, you know, have a brain fart in his own area and give the ball away as he did at Villa or make a rash challenge and, you know, leave us 10 men um, down. Um, For me, it's not even about comparing them. It's purely just about, you know, yes, the, the choices are poor, but I'm just reticent to say, oh, well, Xhaka were there. I'm like, well, probably would have been more of the well, same. Nah, no, I don't think it would have been more of the same. I mean, look, what you've got to, what you've got to sort of acknowledge is we're dealing with the what we have available. Like, if, if we're going to go into, you know, who would be the ideal partner for party long term, then it's not going to be Xhaka. We're going to be looking elsewhere. Um, someone maybe with a bit more mobility, um, you know, more decisive passing and way range of passing, even though his range of passing is actually quite good. Um, fact of the matter is, I think he was recently named as our most consistent player this season, uh, statistically wise, um, over the last few days. So, you know, the facts are there for the speaker, even though everyone just wants to kind of, you know, poo poo him, he's a, he's a bit of the Arsenal bogeyman. Uh, the facts are, in terms of consistency, um, he's been up there, you know. Um, and I think even Nigel shared some. Don't you sip your tea over analogy. there, Nigel? Don't you be sipping tea over there? I can see you. Don't you be I'm sipping just here. Tea? I'm just here. Don't mind me, guys. <laughs> so Nigel shared some statistical analysis on 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 that facts, you know, in the week as well. And you know, he's he's up there, and uh, I, he's not the most dynamic. Let's be honest, but. Fact remains, you know, he's the best option that we've got available. The, the best. And I've, yeah, the and just to add to that, um, that that mod, um, the point that I guess I was making about, I, I totally get what you're saying about the unpredictability of Xhaka. Don't get me wrong. There are times, you know, especially after a run of five decent games with Xhaka, I get nervous. I get very nervous because we are due, we're due something from, from, <laughs> from Jacker, right? Mm. But I think it should be pretty plain to see that despite those errors and despite those limitations, that we're better with than without. Um, and like you said, you know, a team's a sum of all its parts. And, you know, Danny may not, you know, uh, 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 get sent off, you know, twice <laughs> in a season. But Danny's not going to do anything for 10 games either um, in terms of yeah. uh, uh, contributing to what we want from yeah. the midfielder. So, you know, with Jacker, I think we're in an unfortunate position. Um, yeah. Like Mod said, is he the ideal partner for us? Definitely not. No. We, we want to upgrade on Jacker, But in the here and now, um, yeah, he's he's definitely the best that yeah. we have. It's, um, in ter- it's, it's, te- it's textbook rock and a hard place. I, I get that idea. It's, yeah. We, yeah. you know, we, we've got what we've got. We've got the players we've got. We've got the personnel we've got. But, you know, I guess of a bad bunch, he's the best that we've got. So, yeah, it's, it's just, I, I, I get myself frustrated in that. I'm frustrated at the fact that we have to even make that choice. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's for me is the biggest thing. It's not so much that yeah, I think, yeah. oh, you know, that I'm, that I'm trying to withhold any praise from Xhaka. I'm like, in my head, it's like, really? Is the club of Vieira, the club of Burkamp, is this the best we've got? Like, really? Is this what it's come down to? That's how I've seen it. But 
Uh, sorry, I'm, I've just gone off on a tangent, guys. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, look, I, I, there's another thing that I wanted to kind of address. Uh, I know a few people have kind of sort of, uh, a few people have, 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 have commented on this. So I wanted to kind of address it. And I saw a tweet that came across um, my timeline um, by a guy called Curtis Woodhouse. I don't know who he is, but, you know, he's got a tick next to his name and seems to have some sort of uh, sporting organisation um, and uh, health, um, both mental and physical. Uh, um, I don't know if it's a charitable, charity or some kind of organisation. Um, but he was saying, um, it starts monday.co.uk is his, his, his uh, organisation. But he was saying, which I found really... <laughs> well, interesting, um, that basically he sees Arsenal as a 4-4-2 club that should play attacking football. Let me find this quote. So Arsenal, in my eyes, are a 4-4-2 club with flair and pace. Attack, attack, attack. I don't know what they are anymore. What is this type of football? It's a serious question. What's the identity? I've never known an era of as many bluffers in my life and most addressed as managers. <laughs> he then goes on to say, Arsenal's worst players are at the back and Arteta has him on the ball more than more than any other players on the pitch. Awful management, giving the underratings job where nobody cares about the results. Let him blag his way through that. <laughs> this is Arsenal Football Club. FFs, <laughs> for fuck's sake, he's a blagger. So... <laughs> Ayo didn't write wow. that tweet. Ayo, Ayo, Ayo signed that tweet, right? That's 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 that's, that's Shay's burner. <laughs> yeah, that reminded me. It reminded me of Ayo and Shay. But um, yeah. What was your thoughts on that? What's your thoughts? I mean, have we have we have we got an identity? Has the identity been lost? I mean, sometimes this season I feel like we've got one, and we're building on one. And then like games like this today, it's like, what what was that? Um. I think the answer to your question lies somewhere in the middle, if I'm honest. Um, because, yeah, games like today, you're left scratching your head and thinking, well, yeah, what is our identity after all? But then earlier on, and even during the bad patch, during the bad spell uh, of like November, December, I could still see what it is that we were trying to do. It's just that whether it be a lack of fortune or, you know, a, quite a fair bit of self-inflicted wounds it wasn't coming off so I could see the identity of Arsenal coming through and I could see it more so in Arteta's Arsenal than Emery's one if I'm being honest but um yeah like today uh and you know previous game against West Ham and all that um you are left scratching your head and thinking well have we actually turned a corner have we have we progressed anywhere and I guess that's where the doubters of Arteta have some valid point to it. Um, mm. But as you as you know, I'm I'm a huge fan of player accountability, and for me, I, the way I rationalise it is that because the players are, are bad at executing, does not necessarily mean the manager doesn't have a vision or an identity for this team. Um, so, again, just to to reiterate 
once they leave that dressing room, it is down is down to them. Once they cross the white line, it's down to them to execute the demands of the manager. You know, and if that hasn't been expressly made clear to them, which I'm assuming it has, then they've got to leave or they've got to figure out a way to do it. But I don't know if it necessarily means that there's no identity. I just think it just means poor execution on the part of the players. Um, we've we've mm, seen it this season. We've seen what they've been trying to do. And when it comes off, it comes off. There's closing down, there's pressing, there's a, you know, a, a, um, a miserly defence. You know, you can see where they are. You can see it in pockets. But for me, the biggest failing this season has been the execution. I don't think it's been a lack of identity. But whoever this geezer is, I mean, he's got a tick next to his mic, to his um, to his name. So obviously, he's fucking important. Excuse my French, but you know, um, let him let him show us his medals. Let him show us his credentials. Either that, fuck off. Sorry, <laughs> Nigel. Thoughts? Yeah, I mean, um, that's strong. That's strong. That's strong. I think it's always really, it's so easy to do that after a negative result um, where you look at it in, 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 I won't even say in isolation because it's obviously not the first bad result, but I feel like it, people just ignore all the good, right? Um, you know, I think people are forgetting from we brought the youth in, ESL came in after the Chelsea game. Um, we went on a run where we were playing not only just the results, we, we didn't lose until February, but we were playing well every game. I remember the comments after the 4-0 after West Brom. Even when we played Brighton, we only beat them 1-0, but we played much, we played, we were playing much better. Um, so I don't think you can turn around and then be like, oh yeah, we've got no identity. You, if you watch Arsenal over a, a, a long enough time, you know what Arteta's trying to do. I think um, uh, I think Merv hit the, 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 the nail on the head. It's you can tell, you know, you can tell someone to do something until you're blue in the face, but ultimately it's down to them to execute. Um, I'm of the belief, like, Arteta was not telling the team anything different for that first August to December block um, where, you know, the results weren't coming our way. And certainly the performances weren't coming our way, um, not after the, the, the first game of the season. You know, William dropped off the face of a cliff, and performances all down. Not just William, performances all were were, were all round pretty poor. Um, he brought in ESR. Um, Saka started to play more of a prominent role. I don't think Arteta's messaging to them was any different tactically or in motivation to what he tells William Oba and Laka. Um, mm. The difference. No, it was it was the execution. It was the execution that changed. It's, that's purely it. Um, yeah. So when people want to lay blame on on, on Arteta, I, I I I ask why does it why do they do it sometimes and why don't they do it sometimes at mm. other times and if the only difference is the players and the managers is the is the same constant then surely you've got to focus your attention on the players so um, mm. yes I do think we have an identity um, I think it's a developing one Arteta is Arteta is still early in the job to me um, and especially where we were coming from being under Unai. He's, this is it. He's, we're now into his second year. So, look, if we're having these conversations this time next year, you may catch me with a little bit more vim in my voice. But um, you've got to give a guy due process, man. Um, you know, these things take time. And from what I'm seeing from what Arteta's trying to do, um, you know, I, I can see where he's trying to get to. I just don't feel like he's got 
the the, the players he he wants to execute it. And I don't think we're we're consistent enough to to do week in week out. Um, both those things are, are things that are coming with time and money. So, yeah, man, I'm not going to jump on this all doom and gloom bandwagon just because, you know, we got convincingly beat by um, the champions, you know, uh, the team that are in the quarterfinals uh, you know, of the Champions League. <laughs> right? You know, you've got to, you've got to have a little perspective with these things. Um, could we be doing better? Of course. And that's not me to say Arteta is not blameless. He hasn't been perfect. Definitely not. But at um, all, at all. Look, I certainly think he's doing. A, he's definitely doing. He's definitely doing a better job than he is a bad job from from my perspective. Yeah, so I definitely agree with, you know, both of you guys on your stance on that. Um, For me, like, Arteta is obviously trying to create something. He's always very, very articulate and very clear, uh, certainly in his interviews, of what his expectations are. Um, I could not imagine... Um, from everything that I've seen of him as an Arsenal player, captain, now manager, as well as an assistant, um, and all the footage I saw in the all or nothing Man City doc of him and how he operates, I cannot imagine that he's not very, very precise and particular on what he wants from his players. So I agree that it's down to A, the execution and be the quality of the personnel. Um, but then, you know, similar to something we touched upon earlier, how, how is it that we can have a front three that is seemingly one of the best, certainly in the league, or across Europe, and yet they are sort of, well... They're just going missing in a game like this. Um, is it down to, you know, the lack of creativity in the midfield? Um, is it down to the lack of quality? Is it down to them actually not being compatible as pally as they are together um, on the pitch? For some reason, it just doesn't seem to work. What do you think, Merv? Uh it's a tough one. Um, yes, I think there are elements, and, and and just as Nigel touched on earlier, I think the I think the era of Lacazette and Aubameyang is done. Um, we we now need to make a choice. They they're no longer effective enough together. And I know you asked whether they ever were, and I think there there was a period in which they did work well together. I do think when when um, when Oba first came. Uh, say that first season, season and a half. I thought they they were an a potent, they were uh, an effective, potent attacking threat. Uh, and the summer we got Pepe, that was supposed to be the making of all three of them, if you remember. But um, yeah, it never, it's not really panned out that way. And I guess with Ober's um, goal drought this season, it's almost been um, highlighted even further. So, yeah, the the fact that they're a bit toothless up front doesn't, um, yeah, it's it's a hard one to kind of pinpoint. But I think Arteta now, we're at a crossroads where he needs to make a choice and it's got to be one or the other. On merit, Lacquers deserve to be the guy, you know, to start. But 
even there, he's not as effective as, say, Oba was last season. Sorry, Mod, did you want to say something again, mate? Yeah, no, I, I, I just wanted to just sort of, you know, agree with what you're saying and, and, and before I just bring Nigel's well on this one. But, you know, uh, ultimately, we know we were saying this when Unai was manager um, on the early pods and obviously mm. the fact was that Unai sort of had identified that it was horses for courses with either Obro or Laka and very rarely played the two of them together despite the fans' frustration. And it seems, again, that it's probably the way that Arteta's going to have to go at some stage and address the sort of elephant in the room, so to speak. Um, and so, obviously, then we've got issues with, you know, as we spoke about and identified the creativity and stuff like that. But literally, it kind of feels like we're just trying to put round pegs into square holes at the moment. Um, and, you know, <laughs> Europa is now our only hope. Nigel, what are you going to say? Yeah, I was just, I was just thinking about the question. Um, and for, for me, I think, you know, there's been a lot of hermenial conversation around, you know, who's the better fit, who works the, for the team better. And, I think it ultimately comes down to I think what 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 Square said Square pegs around holes almost I think Oba is obviously the better striker, um, but I don't think certainly not in this form, um, but I think even generally as a lone striker, he there are times where he just doesn't work as well as Laka, um, but if I'm honest, Laka just doesn't running around and working hard just isn't a a, a, a good enough reason to want a guy mm. to be my centre forward. And I just don't see him as a vicious enough goal threat. He's not potent enough in front of goal for, no, for, no, he's not. for him to ever really strike fear in my eyes. And I know people say, well, yeah, you can share the goals around, but the reality is, you know, we, 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 we're not. <laughs> um, we're not in that it, position. It, you know, so we, we, we need the goals to come from somewhere. So, um, yeah, look, I, I think a decision has to be made. If the decision was me, so, uh, uh, in terms of Oba and Laka, I, I'd still double down on Oba, um, despite the, the poorness of form. Yes, Laka probably does deserve it on merit this season, but Oba is Oba. So um, that would be my choice. But it's, yeah, it's weird. It just doesn't, It it's not, it's not as fluid. They're not, they're not, they don't interchange. They don't link up as anywhere near enough. Yeah. Um, as a basic, like the ball going from between the three of them just does not happen um, anywhere near as it should or you think it should. Um, You'd be expecting not... these crazy triangles and stuff, right? Like between the three of them, some kind of connection, some kind yeah, of... Yeah, little give and go, one over the top, one comes short. Yeah, yeah, it just hasn't hasn't transpired that way at all. What, what were you going to say? Uh, no, I was I was basically going to agree. Um, they they all would just remind me of three separate islands when they're out playing. They're so isolated from each other that you don't mm. even see where each of them kind of connect or overlap. It just it is really I I whenever whenever I think of Pepe Lacquer and um, Bamyang. I never think of this sort of like telepathic connection. You know how 
and again, I hate to be that guy that's hearkening on about the past, but do you oh, remember no, how? I know what you're gonna say. No, honest. Do you remember the tele, the near telepathic understanding Henri Burkamp and Perez had, yeah. where it was yeah. just like they knew where each other was. It was just this spiritual. Not to get too deep on you guys right now, I'm <laughs> certainly not. <laughs> um, but shirt. it was this deep spiritual connection that if Perez was here, he knew Henri was going to be on his outside flank. If Burkamp yeah. had the ball, he was going to deliver it to you on a five pence. It was just no doubting about it. It was, yeah. it was something you couldn't really teach or understand. They just had it. And Pepe... Aubameyang and Laka almost have the exact opposite of that. They they basically have dial up. They don't even have Wi Fi. <laughs> There's no connection. It's that that you know that old school sound. Um, so mind. yeah, I I don't know if it's anything that can be solved. Maybe our maybe the fact is we shouldn't be expecting it to be solved. Maybe we now need to go in another direction. Maybe that's what it's trying to tell us. Yeah. No. I. I... I'm 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 starting to come around to that way of thinking, and I don't know whether, you know, it's going to mean that some stage integrating Martinelli more in the side. I just don't feel, and I, I like I understand why Oba sometimes cannot be uh, that effective in games overall um, because he's there predominantly to score goals, and he's not the type of striker that's going to, you know, take on three or four guys and then run into the box and bang a goal in. You know, generally he's got to, you know, drop a shoulder, beat him with a bit of pace, maybe sometimes a little bit of trickery, and get his strike off early doors. Um, you know, and and having him out on the left-hand side, um, with our current setup and with the team's deficiencies, doesn't work um, more often than not because... He's not the type of player to do, you know, even what Pepe or William would do in terms of committing the players, taking them on one-on-one and then getting the ball over nice and early. He's always looking to try and score, first and foremost. Yeah, so basically it seems ultimately it's, it's, it's something that's going to need to be addressed and something that's going to need to be addressed really, really quickly. So we've got the Europa League um, tie coming up this week. Sparta Prague. Um, now it's all or nothing. We've got everything pretty much in this competition as we thought that we would. Um, what's your thoughts on it, Nigel? And what 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 are you expecting from Thursday's performance? I hear Saka and ESR are due to be reintegrated into the side. Yeah. Um, I'm expecting a completely different Arsenal, if I'm completely honest. Um, get a cheeky Xhaka back back from sickness, and I think we could be looking at um, quite a um, yeah complete contrasting performance, if I'm honest. And that's not just because it's obviously because of quality of opposition as well, and because of um, you know the players coming back in. So yeah, I think you know we can get a a a, a good solid win. Um, on Thursday is the expectation. Uh, I don't want to put too much out there in terms of the amount of goals, but yeah, look, I expect us to 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 be smiling um, on on Thursday evening, and hopefully, or forgotten about <laughs> this evening. Yeah, no, no doubt, no doubt, Merv. Um, yeah, similar to Nige. Um, in you know these fixtures come at you 
thick and fast and you know the contrasting emotions that come with all of them um on saturday you're down on thursday you're, you're up again so um i i expect reaction i expect us to go for slavia prague it's not going to be easy um you know i'm not looking at them like food because you know we've proven that even the most basic of teams we can't really beat convincingly so we're going to have to give them maximum respect and go into that game knowing that we're arsenal and we can win that um they're going to be up for it no doubt because you know it's a major scalp for them to beat us my my main concern however is the lack of um Tierney and as you know he he went off injured tonight um and his injuries don't tend to be short-term injuries unfortunately he's one of our most key players but he's also the most injury prone and when he's out he's um he's out for a, for a fair bit so I'm yeah. hoping and praying that um any results that come back to show it as a a minor sprain or just some bruising and and nothing more than that but you never know so um but that being said I like the thought of Cedric coming in to to um, deputise there because we know he can play across those um, that back line, including left or right back. Um, I think, um, yeah, I, I expect us to kind of, I, I, I do expect us to get a result. What that result will be, whether it's a, a scrappy 1-0 uh, or a 2-1. Are, are we away first, by the way, or are we at home? I'm not too sure. Can't remember i haven't seen the fixture list um but you know either way you know that an away goal is cru- crucial for us so getting that will be the the key uh, and hopefully 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 we just get through it and don't make hard work of it that's my only um that's my only hope guys when do we ever make it easy man i mean listen there's a time for everything right <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I have to, I have to correct myself. Actually, we are playing Slavia Prague, not Spartan. Yes, Prague. Slavia. Yes. So, uh... Wait, wait, is this the racist lot? Yeah, yeah. This is them. This yeah, is them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward. to Yeah. That well, game. fuck them then. You know, whether they're Prague or Sparta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's going to be interesting to see, to see how they fare, um. They've got a few goals in them, though. I mean, they 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 managed to score. Uh, I think it was three goals overall um, versus Rangers, wasn't it? I think um, was it three one on aggregate. Yeah, it was Rangers and and Leicester as well, was it? Oh, it's yeah, yeah. It was Leicester. And they did Leicester too? They locked them and out. They've got a couple mm. of tasty little players, so um, it'll be interesting to see. Um, you know, uh, I, I I don't I don't think that the match will necessarily pan out the way that we particularly think it might. Um, I from what I've seen of them, um, you know, they they like to have a go. So I mean, hopefully that plays into our hands. Um, you know, but we, I mean, we just desperate. I mean, yeah, it's not it's not going to be a walk in the park. No, we know that much. No, no, it never is with us. It never is with the Arsenal. <laughs> um, so yeah, all right. Well, look, let's wrap this up. It's been uh, wonderful having you, having you both here today to discuss all things Arsenal. Um, as painful as, as some of it was, uh, with light at the end of the tunnel. Game on Thursday, so it's time for me to bid you adieu. 
I've been your host, Mod Russell, here with man like Naughty Nige. Oi, 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 oi. And a man like Merv Swerve. Yes, keep hope alive, people. Keep hope alive. We are Arsenal. We never make it easy. Keep hope alive. And listeners, don't forget to like, listen, share and subscribe um, to the Arsenal Silent Podcast. We're, we're on Spotify. Uh, we're on Twitter. <laughs> we're on uh, Instagram. <laughs> we're on Apple Podcasts. We're everywhere. We're just everywhere. We're all the socials. All the socials. All the socials. YouTube, you name it. We are. Peace. Peace. Peace.